the prophetic dream from russian fairy tales by peter polovoy translated by robert nisbet bain eighteen fifty four to nineteen o nine this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine the prophetic dream there was once upon a time a merchant and he had two sons dmitri and ivan once the father bade his sons good-night sent them off to bed and said to them now children whatever you see in your dreams tell it all to me to-morrow morning and whichever of you hides his dream from me no good thing will befall him in the morning the elder son came to his father and said i dreamed dear father that my brother ivan flew high into the sky on twenty eagles very good said the father and what didst thou dream vanya well such rubbish father that it is impossible to tell it what dost thou mean speak no i'll not speak boy when i bid thee no i won't speak i won't the father was very angry with his younger son and resolved to punish him for his disobedience so he sent for his overseers and bade them strip ivan naked and tie him as tightly as possible to a post at the crossways no sooner said than done the overseers seized hold of him dragged him far far away from home to the crossways where seven roads crossed tied him by the hands and feet to the post and left him alone to his fate the poor youth fared very badly the sun scorched him the gnats and flies sucked his blood hunger and thirst tortured him fortunately for ivan a young tsarevich happened to be going along one of these seven roads he saw the merchant's son had compassion on him and bade his attendants untie him from the post dressed him in his own clothes and saved him from a cruel death the tsarevich took ivan to his court gave him to eat and drink and asked him who had tied him to the post my own father who was angry with me and wherefore pray surely thy fault was not small well in fact i would not obey him i would not tell him what i saw in my dreams and for such a trifle as that he condemned thee to so cruel a punishment the villain surely he has outgrown his wits but what then didst thou see in thy dream i saw what i cannot even tell unto thee o tsarevich what not tell not tell me me the tsarevich what i saved thee from a cruel death and thou wilt not do this and thou wilt not do this trifle for me in return speak immediately or it will not be well with thee nay tsarevich i stick to my word i haven't told my father and i'll not tell thee the tsarevich boiled over with unspeakable rage and shrieked to his servants and attendants hi my faithful servants take this good-for-nothing boor put heavy irons on his hands weld grievous fetters to his legs and cast him into my deep dungeon the servants did not think twice about their master's commands they seized ivan the merchant's son loaded his hands and feet with fetters and put him as god's slave in the stone sack a little and a long time passed by and the tsarevich thought of marrying the thrice-wise helena the first maiden in the whole earth for beauty and wisdom so he made ready and went into the strange country far away to marry this thrice-wise helena now it happened that the day after he had gone his sister the tsarevna went walking in the garden hard by the very same dungeon in which ivan the merchant's son had been put he saw the tsarevna through the little grated window 
and cried to her with a lamentable voice dear mother tsarevna thy brother will never be married without my help who art thou answered the tsarevna ivan named his name and added i suppose thou hast heard o tsarevna of the trickeries and the cunning wiles of the thrice-wise helena i have heard not once nor twice that she has expedited many wooers into another world believe me that thy brother also will not be able to marry her without me and thou art able to help the tsarevich able and willing but the falcon's wings are bound and no way is found for him the tsarevna bade them release ivan from his dungeon and gave him full liberty to do what was in his mind so long only as he helped the tsarevich to marry and then ivan the merchant's son chose him comrades first of all one by one and added youth to youth and they were all as like to each other as if they had been born brothers he dressed them in mantles of one kind sewn in one in the same fashion he mounted them on horses of one colour and like each other to a hare and they all mounted and rode away eleven was the number of the young comrades of ivan the merchant's son they rode for one day they rode for another day and on the third day they entered a gloomy forest and ivan said to his comrades stay my brothers there is here on the verge of the precipice an old tree a hollow branchless tree i must look into its hollow trunk and find my fortune there so he went to the tree he had described and plunged his hand into the hollow trunk and drew out of it an invisible cap hid it in his bosom and returned to his comrades they came to the realm of the thrice-wise helena went straight into the capital sought out the tsarevich and begged him take us into thy servant o tsarevich we will serve thee with a single heart the tsarevich thought the matter over and said how can i help taking such gallant youths into my service perhaps in a strange land they may be of service to me and to eleven of them he assigned their posts he made one his equerry another his cook but ivan he bade never to depart from his side the next day the tsarevich attired himself in festal raiment and went forth to woo the thrice-wise helena she received him courteously regaled him with all manner of rich meats and drinks and then she said to the tsarevich i don't at all mind being thy wife but first of all thou must accomplish these tasks if thou do them i will be thy faithful wife but if not thy haughty head shall wag no more on thy stalwart shoulders why be afraid before the time tell me thy tasks thrice-wise helena this then is my first task for thee i shall have ready by to-morrow what i will not tell thee and for what purpose i do not know show thy wit then and bring me the fellow of it of thine own devising the tsarevich went home from the court by no means happy his haughty head hung lower than his stalwart shoulders and ivan met him and said have thy grief with me o tsarevich and it will be better for thee well look now said the tsarevich helena has set me a task that not a single wise man in the world could do and he told ivan all about it well said ivan tis not such a great matter after all pray to god and lie down to sleep the morning is wiser than the evening to-morrow we'll consider the matter the tsarevich lay down to sleep but ivan the merchant's son put on his invisible cap went as swiftly as possible to the palace ran through all the chambers and made his way right into the bedchamber of the thrice-wise helena and then he heard her giving these orders to her favourite servant take this cloth of gold to my shoemaker and let him make me shoes for my feet as soon as possible 
the servant ran with all her might and behind her ran ivan the cobbler set to work the work seemed to burn his fingers so quickly did he do it he beat the stuff with his little hammer and stitched it with his needle a little shoe was quickly ready and he put it on the little window-sill ivan the merchant's son took the little shoe and hid it in his bosom the shoemaker was in great consternation what was the meaning of it his work had vanished from before his eyes he searched and searched he rummaged in every corner but it was all in vain what marvel is this thought he can the unclean spirit that is the devil be playing his tricks with me there was no help for it he set to work again with his awl finished the other slipper and sent it by the servant-maid to the thrice-wise helena but ivan was after her again crept like a shadow into the palace in his invisible cap stood behind the shoulders of the thrice-wise helena and saw that she sat behind her little table and began to cover the slipper with gold embroider it with large pearls and set it thickly with precious stones ivan the merchant's son drew his own slipper out of his bosom and began to do the like with it whenever she took up a little gem he chose out just such another wherever she threaded a pearl he took another and sewed that on too the thrice-wise helena finished her work looked at the slipper and couldn't admire it enough she smiled and thought to herself we will see what the tsarevich will present himself with to-morrow morning but ivan the merchant's son awoke the tsarevich very early the next morning took the slipper from his bosom and gave it to him go to thy lady and show her this slipper said he there thou hast her first task the tsarevich washed and dressed himself hastened to his lady and found her apartments full of boyars and grandees and her counsellors were all assembled there down to the very last one there was a noise of melody there came a crash of lively music the doors of the inner chambers were thrown open and out came the thrice-wise helena sailing along like a white swan she bowed on all sides but particularly to the tsarevich then she drew out of her pocket the shoe set with large pearls and adorned with precious stones and she looked at the tsarevich with a mocking smile and all the boyars the grandees and the councillors who were in the palace looked intently at the tsarevich and the tsarevich said to the thrice-wise helena thy slipper is very fine but tis no good at all unless it have a fellow well here it is and i give thee the other which is exactly like it and he drew out of his pocket the slipper and placed it by the side of the other one the whole palace heaved a great oh the boyars grandees and counsellors exclaimed with one voice thou art indeed worthy o tsarevich to wed our tsarevna the thrice-wise helena not so quick please cried the tsarevna let us see what he'll make of the second task i shall await thee to-morrow in this self-same place tsarevich and this is my task for thee i shall have an unexplainable somewhat disguised in feathers and in stones bring thou also just such another unknown somewhat disguised in just such feathers and stones the tsarevich bowed and went out looking much blacker than the evening before well thought he now indeed my shoulders will not support my head very much longer and again ivan the merchant's son met him and consoled him with a friendly smile come tsarevich wherefore grieve pray to god and lie down to sleep the morning is wiser than the evening ivan made the tsarevich lie down then quickly took his invisible cap darted into the palace and arrived just in time to
to hear the tsarevna give this command to her favourite servant go into the fowl yard and bring me hither a duck off went the servant to the fowl yard and ivan after her she put a duck under her arm but ivan hid a drake in his bosom and they came back the same way the thrice-wise helena again sat down at her little table took the duck adorned its wings with ribbons and its little tail with amethysts and fastened a necklace of pearls round its neck and ivan saw it all and did just the same to his drake the next day the tsarevich again went up to the palace and again all the boyars and grandees were assembled there again there was a crash of music and the doors of the inner chambers opened and the thrice-wise helena came forth strutting along like a peahen behind her came the maids of honour bearing a golden dish and they all saw that upon this dish beneath the white cloth some living thing was moving about softly very softly the tsarevna raised the cloth from the dish took out the duck and said to the tsarevich well didst thou guess my riddle how could i help guessing it replied the tsarevich there's nothing so very knowing in such a task as that and forthwith he put his hand into his cap and drew out his dressed-up drake all the boyars and grandees cried oh and with one voice exclaimed well done young hero tsarevich thou art indeed worthy to take helena the thrice wise to wife but helena the thrice wise knit her brows and said stop a bit let him first fulfil my third task if he be such a hero let him fetch me three hairs from the head and three hairs from the beard of my grandfather the sea-king and then i am ready to be his wife the tsarevich returned home gloomier than an autumn night he would look at nothing and speak to nobody don't fret tsarevich whispered ivan the merchant's son in his ear and he seized his invisible cap and was in the palace in a trice and saw the thrice-wise helena sitting in her state-coach and preparing to drive to the blue sea and our ivan in his invisible cap took his seat in the very carriage and the fiery horses of the tsar carried them in hot haste to the blue sea so the thrice-wise helena arrived at the blue sea sat under a rock by the shore on a large stone turned her face to the blue sea and began to call her dear grandad the sea-king the blue sea boiled as in a storm and despite a great calm the depths of the sea were disturbed by a huge wave a crest of silvery foam worked its way up rolled along the shore as if caressing it broke up gradually on the golden beach scattering crystal jets and pearly shells on the shore and there rose out of the water up to the waist the old old grandfather on his head masses of grey locks sparkled like silver in the sun dripping wet and great tufts of hair hung over his brows but his face was covered with a thick thick golden beard like moss he rode up to the breast in a broad big wave which swept over his shoulders and hid his body to the waist the ocean grandfather leaned against a stone with his goose-like paws looked with his green eyes into the eyes of the thrice-wise helena and cried hail granddaughter of my desires tis a long time since i have seen thee tis a long time since thou hast visited me and now please comb my little head for me and he leaned his unkempt head against the knee of his granddaughter and dozed off into a sweet sleep but the thrice-wise helena began smoothing her grandfather's hair and winding his grey locks round her fingers to curl them and whispering soft words in her grandfather's ear and lulling him to sleep with gentle songs 
and as soon as she saw that her grandfather was asleep she tugged three silver hairs out of his head but ivan the merchant's son slipping his hand below hers wrenched out a whole handful the grandfather awoke looked at his granddaughter and said sleepily art thou mad it hurts me horribly pardon dear grandfather said the thrice-wise helena but it's such a long time since i did thy hair that it is quite tangled but the grandfather did not hear her to the end he was already snoring and shortly afterward the tsarevna pulled three golden hairs out of his beard ivan the merchant's son thought i must have some of that too seized the grandfather by the beard and tore out a good piece of it the sea grandfather roared aloud awoke from his sleep and dived into the depths like a bucket only bubbles remained behind next day the tsarevna entered the palace and thought the tsarevich really will fall into my clutches now and she showed the tsarevich the three golden hairs and the three silver ones well tsarevich hast managed to pick up such wonderful things as these well tsarevna that is little to boast of why i'll give thee whole handfuls of such stuff if thou wilt and the whole palace resounded with cries of amazement when the tsarevich drew from his breast the grandfather's hairs the thrice-wise helena was very wroth she rushed off to her bedroom looked into her magic books and saw that it was not the tsarevich who was so knowing but his favourite servant ivan the merchant's son she returned to her guests and said in soft and wheedling tones thou hast not guessed my riddles and done my tasks of thine own self alone tsarevich but thy favourite servant ivan has helped thee i should like to look at the good youth bring him to me quickly i have not one servant but twelve servants tsarevna then bring him hither whose name is ivan they are all called ivan then bid them all come said she but she thought to herself i'll pick out the guilty one i know the tsarevich sent for his servants and the twelve youths appeared at court they were all of one face and one stature their voices were all alike and there was not a hair's difference between them which among you is the biggest and they all cried with a loud voice i am the biggest i am the biggest well thought helena i can't catch you this way but i'll manage it somehow and she bade them bring eleven common drinking cups but the twelfth of pure gold she filled the drinking cups full of good wine and gave them to the good youths to drink but not one of them would look at the common cups and all stretched out their hands toward the golden cup so in struggling for it they only made a great clamour and all the wine was spilled the tsarevna perceived that her artifice had failed so she invited all the servants of the tsarevich to pass the night at the palace all the evening she gave them as much as they could eat and drink and then she gave them soft downy beds to lie upon and when all the good youths were sound asleep the thrice-wise helena came to them in their bedroom looked into her magic book and immediately discovered which of them was ivan the merchant's son then she drew out her penknife and cut off the lock of hair over his left temple and she thought to herself by that mark i shall know you in the morning and have you punished but in the morning ivan the merchant's son awoke before them all clapped his hand to his head and saw that he was shorn of his lock he immediately rose from his bed and woke all his comrades quick my brothers take your knives and shear off your locks in an hour's time they were summoned to the presence of the thrice-wise helena the tsarevna looked and saw that all of them had their locks shorn off full of rage she seized her magic book threw it into the fire called the tsarevich to her and said to him i'll be thy wife make ready for the wedding 
and the tsarevich sent for his good youths and said to ivan go to my sister and bid her make ready everything for the wedding ivan went to the tsarevna told her of her brother and gave her his command i thank thee thou good youth and faithful servant for thy services said the tsarevich's sister to ivan but say now how shall i reward thee how shalt thou reward me answered ivan the merchant's son why bid them put me again in my old dungeon and do what the tsarevna would to dissuade him he insisted upon it the tsarevich and his bride arrived and the boyars the grandees and the festal guests came out to meet them wished them health and happiness and presented them with bread and salt and there were so many people pressed together that you could have walked on their heads but where is my faithful servant ivan asked the tsarevich how is it i do not see him here the tsarevna answered him thou thyself hadst him put into a dungeon because of a certain dream what surely this is never the same youth it's the very same i only let him out for a time to go and help thee the tsarevich bade them bring ivan to him threw himself on his neck burst into tears and begged him not to think evil of him but dost thou know o tsarevich said ivan that i did not tell thee this dream of mine because i saw beforehand in my slumbers all that has now happened to thee judge now thyself and tell me wouldst thou not have thought me half mad if i had told thee all and the tsarevich rewarded ivan and made him the greatest in the realm after himself but ivan wrote to his father and his brother and they all lived together and had no end of good things and lived happily ever after end of the prophetic dream recording by expatriate in bangor maine